What's up? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Bruised Not Broken podcast. It's episode two, and today's episode is called God, Where Are You? If you've ever hit rock bottom, then I know that you know this question, okay? I know that you've asked God this question before. Let's take a look at 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to summarize it for you. If you're not familiar with this story, Elijah basically has a hit out on him. I know, y'all, I know the Bible does not say that. However, that's basically what it felt like when he read the letter Jezebel wrote him as she threatened to kill him the same way Israel killed the prophets of Baal. Elijah ran from his, he ran for his life. I mean, who wouldn't? After you got that letter, he was gone. He said, "Uh uh-uh, she ain't getting me. I'm hitting foot, okay? I'm, I'm getting. So, He ran through the wilderness and found refuge under a tree. And all he wanted to do, y'all, all he wanted to do was die. He was over it. He opened up his mouth and told God, like, God, listen, I'm I'm over this. Like, this this is enough. I did not ask for this, okay? I know I, I wanted to follow you, God. I wanted to be a man of God, yes, but I did not ask for this target on my back. Okay, Elijah told God, like, I'm ready to die, and then he took a nap. Yes, y'all, Elijah was a man of God. But we tend to forget that just because we're children of God does not mean that we don't have these emotions. Does that mean that we don't, you know, um, encounter stress? It doesn't mean that we don't feel these things. So Elijah failed to realize that following God it wasn't it's not an easy job, okay? I told you I told you guys this in the intro that you know, following Christ is not easy because when you follow Christ, you have a target on your back. You really do because the devil, he's going to come after you. He's going to come after your faith. And Elijah felt like how anyone would feel when their backs up against the wall and you know all hope is gone. He felt as though he was alone. Physically, he was alone, but spiritually, he was not alone because God was with him. And I understand that when you're going through a stressful situation, you don't want to hear that God is with you because if God was with you, why wasn't he there? You know, or why didn't I see him? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you know, that's what goes through our minds when we're going through a time like that. But you really have to understand that God is with you. Wherever you go, God is there. You have to believe it in your heart, okay? Now, we may not all tell God that we're ready to die, but I know some have thought about it. Some have thought about suicide. Yes, suicide is real, y'all. A lot of us us don't like to talk about suicide because it's an uncomfortable topic, but I don't care if it's uncomfortable. It's real, and people go to suicide thinking it's the answer. It is not the answer. You know, a lot of people go to suicide because they feel as though they don't have a purpose or they feel as though, you know, the pain that they are going through is just unbearable or they feel as though nobody cares about them. Let me tell you something. I care about you. I love you. You do have a purpose. You just need to seek clarity. Do not let this pain overcome you. Place yourself in the hands of God so that you can overcome this pain. Okay, suicide is real, and I do not want to see any more of my brothers and sisters continue to go to suicide like it's the answer, because it's not, okay, and that's the devil's doing. Now, some 
some of us, you know, may not give up to suicide, but some of us give up to depression or anxiety or drugs that too can paralyze you from not wanting to get out the bed and live your life. Just look at Elijah, not as a man of God, but just as a regular human being. He was a human and he had the whole army of the king coming after him. Put yourself in his shoes. Okay, now I want you to look at a different perspective. Look at yourself or or just put yourself in the shoes of Tamar, the daughter of David, who was raped by her brother. Okay, if you have been a rape victim, then I know these topics and, you know, this um, situation is extreme. However, people go through these things. And, you know, some people go through the loss of a parent. Some people go through the loss of a sibling. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever darkness that you are in right now, understand that I know you have questions. And I know that you're probably wondering, where God, where is God? You know, if God was here, why would he let me go through this brutal situation? Why didn't he stop this from happening? I know these questions come up. It is life. A lot of us ask ourselves, like, you know, if my life is in God's hands, how could he let me fall? How could he let me get raped? How could he let me get HIV? How could he let my baby die? You know, we th- these questions are being asked, okay? I'm, I'm being real with you. These questions are real. And I know these seem like the extreme, but I want you to know that all these situations are dark and can make any person feel like they are alone. But maybe, just listen to me, just maybe God saw you as fit to endure such a tragedy. Maybe you needed that wake-up call to open you up to a new look on life. You may not want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. Nobody said life would be perfect. It is unfair, and things do happen. There is evil in this world, y'all, and sometimes evil can get a hold of us. However, we cannot let it stop us. You may be facing something that's painful, but let me tell you something. Pain is being nailed to the cross, bit by bit, hand in hand, side in side, being, you know, whipped on your back. That is pain, okay? Pain is dying for someone else's sins. That is pain. That is true sacrifice, and the only way to conquer your pain is if you go to the person who has already conquered pain, who has already conquered the dead. Jesus has already been through this, okay? You may think what you're going through is unbearable, but God would not put nothing on you that he did not think you were not ready to bear. Understand that and know that. God may not speak out to you literally, but just know he's in the middle of that mess with you. Don't give in to the devil because the devil is a lie, okay? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to take you away from the very one who can bless your life abundantly. See, the devil has a way of manipulating our circumstances to coerce our way of thinking. When the devil has a hold of our emotions, he has a hold on the way we react to disruption in our life. And sometimes it's not even the devil that's doing the disruption. It can be God disrupting our life to test our faith, to see if we will fight or flight. Whatever it is, I want to be the first to tell you that God got you, okay? Through troubled waters, God is with you. And I know, how is he there when everything is going wrong? My life is falling apart. People are after me. And so on. But God feels what you feel. 
You are his child and you must believe that he only wants what's best for you. Have you ever thought to yourself that maybe God did answer you, but it's the voice you're neglecting to hear? Or maybe he didn't answer you literally, but he answered you through someone he positioned to help you, but you pushed them away. Just think about it. You're probably tired of hearing God is everywhere. He's always watching. But it's true. We have to think with our spirit and not with our flesh because if we try to think logically, we would never get the answers we seek, okay? If we allow anger to control our decisions, we're only going to lead ourselves into sin. What does Ephesians 4.26 say? Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. God never said that no weapon will form, but he said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, I'm going to tell you about myself. Um, When I was in college, I was in, I want to say, let's just say a natural accident. Because um, my car submerged underwater. It was a flood on our campus and um, my car went underwater. And... Who would have thought, you know, I had, you know, I was, I was in a good mood, you know, about to, you know, go turn up. And next thing you know, I get in my car, you know, about to drop a resident off at her dorm and head straight to my friend's house. Next thing you know, most like my car, the tires lost track of the road. It had no connection with the road. So next thing you know, I'm just hydroplaning and we're in a ditch. I don't know what I was trying to do, but I just know that I was trying to do anything to get my car out of that situation. Like, I just got that car summer 2016, and by September, my car was totaled. The electronics weren't working because the water was coming in through the vents, so my doors wouldn't open. We all had to swim out of the windows, and as we were trying to get out the car, people were recording us, y'all. So just imagine you're in a life-threatening situation and people are recording your tragedy, okay? It's one thing to, you know, suffer through things, you know, in the dark. It's another thing to suffer in front of people who aren't willing to help you, okay? We called campus police before things even got, you know, really bad, and they didn't even, you know, put any pep in their step. They just took their precious little time. Again, people were recording us as we were trying to escape, and... Things were just getting hectic. As we climbed through the windows, it was like my swimming skills, it went out the door. Like nothing was working at the time. Um, The water was like up to my neck. I, I didn't know what to do. All I kept seeing was the wheel rise above my head. And all I kept thinking was, I'm about to die. This, this wheel is about to drop on my head. I just know it and I don't have nowhere to go. My swimming skills are not working. I don't, I don't know what to do. Later, you know, like a few minutes later, um, some of my friends' friends, they came to help us out. They grabbed them, and I, yo, I swear, an angel came and grabbed me, y'all. I was all I was all the way on the other side of the car, and I didn't think that anybody was going to come get me. Like, you know, it was three other people in that car, and, you know, they were priority because they were on the other side. So I was like, you know what, dang, I'm about to die. Like, that's all that kept going through my mind. Like, I was just ready to give up to the water, just like, you know what, bump it. and. It's wild because people were also recording from the dorm rooms as they seen us, you know, in that situation. But an angel came and saved my life. Now, at the time, I didn't know that he was an angel. I just thought he was a student. But later on going through this episode, you're going to find out why I, you know, I know that he was an angel. 
but it was scary, y'all. We could have drowned. Like that was a that was a crazy situation. If you seen pictures of my car, you would see that it was all the way underwater. Like my car was underwater, and I just knew we were all done for. And when you face a tragic situation, when you face trauma, it's like you're in this space. You're in this dark space, and it's hard to get out of. Um, like after the situation happened, all I kept seeing was my, you know, accomplishment go underwater. You know, I just bought that car and it's like, dang, I just lost that car. I lost my car. I lost my phone. And I felt like I lost my sanity in that time. I felt as though, um, you know, I was alone, even though I went with it, you know, went through it with three other people in my mind, I felt like I was going through it alone because it's like, how could they understand? It wasn't their car. You know, that's what was going on in my mind. But it's like, I couldn't think that way. And thank God for my mentor, you know, who, you know, drops everything and always comes to our rescue every single time we're in a situation. But just thank God for her, um, for coming to scoop us after that whole situation. Because after that happened, y'all, the campus police finally arrived. And then instead of coming out of their way to come and check on us, they're going to wave us down to come to the car. First of all, I was not even in the right mindset, and that just ticked me off. I was just so ready to just, you know, fight anybody at that moment. I'm being real with y'all. I was devastated. Um, and it's like, I felt like my life was over. When, when you've been through things like that, it scars you in ways you can't even begin to explain. And then what made things worse was that people were talking about the situation after the fact when they had no clue what happened or how it even made me feel. And it's like people laughed at it like it was funny. They recorded us as we swam through the ditch calling this, calling us names. And it was just like, yo, <laughs> like words do hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's a life-threatening situation. Like words really do hurt, especially when you don't even know the reason behind, you know, the situation. And it's crazy because I bet if they were in my shoes and knew the reason behind the why, they'd react differently. But see, my life is not meant to be explained. If you don't get me, then that's that's that. That's all that matters. If God got me, that's all I care about. And as time went on, I had to learn how to bounce back and get out of my funk. I was depressed for quite some time. I smoked to ease my mind. I would drink after classes. I would drink in between my classes. I did not care. I just did not want to be in that mindset, okay? And, you know, smoking and drinking didn't really relieve my problems because once the buzz, you know, went down, my problems were still there. Long story short, I found God, or more likely, he found me. Remember how earlier I was talking about how an angel came and saved me? Now, I didn't know that he was an angel, but he came down in the pit and saved me. I asked, we asked, me and my friends, you know, we're asking everybody, you know, do you know who this person was that, you know, came out of his way to come and help us? Nobody knew who he was. And we have a very small campus. Everybody knows everybody. So the fact that nobody knew who he was was just strange. And I was like, you know what? God sent him. He was God sent. Okay. So keep that in mind, and let's jump back into 1 Kings chapter 19. After Elijah took a nap, Elijah, um, an angel came to Elijah and tapped him to give him some food and drink, but to also tell him to arise because the journey that lies ahead was far too great for him to understand. And when I read that, y'all, it touched me in so many different ways because the angel saving me, I felt as though that is what you know, God was trying to tell me that, look, baby girl, 
you were not meant to die in that water. You were not meant, that wasn't the end for you. You know, your journey is too great for you to give up now. And it wasn't my time because I had more to do in this world. I have more to do in this world. And God has work to do in me and through me to bless those around me. See, we may not understand why God puts us through the wilderness at that exact moment, but as things unfold, he does make our path straight and lives clear. And I believe that God put me through that situation, that he put me and my friends through that situation to show us that the material things are temporary. That when it's all said and done, the only thing that will remain standing is him and his word. So I need to ground myself in the eternal so that he may raise me up when the time is right. My old self died right along with my car and a new woman emerged from that tragedy. A woman that was now willing to take a look at life from a spiritual aspect. Y'all, I ain't never been the same since. I was so focused on my car that I forgot who gave it to me. And a few months later... God blessed me with a brand new car. I drove off the lot with a 2017 Toyota, all right? And it was 2016 at the time. So understand, I was pressed, y'all. But God, he really shows up in places. He really moves in mysterious ways. I kid you not. So with that being said, I really had to learn that the only way that I will be able to prosper is if I abide in God. Matthew 6, says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So we got to stop focusing on our circumstances and our situations because those things are temporary, okay? What is not temporary is God's love for us. What is not temporary is God's plan, okay? And we have to understand that. I knew something changed in me when the things I used to say yes to, I now say no to. I started every morning with a sermon or just reading over a scripture. I, you know, and when I didn't do those things, I felt out of place. And that's how I know that my old self died. I was now walking into my new identity, you know, in Christ. And then I began to listen to these podcasts because I wanted more of God's word. And when you start, you know, um, thirsting for God's word, you become hungry for God's word. God is going to feed you, okay, in ways you didn't even know that he could feed you. So let's backtrack to the big question. God, where are you? Death makes us question God's protection and his presence. We've all lost someone dear to us and may have got upset with God because he didn't save them from dying, but the consequences of sin is death. But don't think that God doesn't know grief. He sacrificed his son for this world, so he really does understand your hurt. However, don't allow their death to be the reason you stop living. You may have lost your mom. You may have lost a friend. But just because they had died does not mean that you died with them. Okay, understand that they live on with you. See, death causes grief, yes, but don't become a victim of grief where you just wallow in your pain and just allow life to pass you by. What they did not finish in their lifetime is now up to you. All that they have taught you was for good reason. Don't you know that God placed them close to you to give you the tools needed to be successful, not only in the earthly realm, but in the spiritual. There is life after the grave. God said that when the trumpet sounds, he will raise up the dead, making the corrupted incorruptible, because the only way to heaven is through a cleansing. And you're going to see them again, but right now, you got to shift your focus from your problems to God's solutions.
Grief can paralyze you. Cancer can paralyze you. A miscarriage can paralyze you. But it's up to you. You have the means to say no. Open up your mouth and tell the enemy not today. Proverbs 28.1 says, Sinners run away even when no one is chasing them, but those who do what is right are as bold as lions. After a while, we start to make up excuses as to why we can't do things. We start to dismiss our laziness and cover it up as an excuse. See, the devil already did what he came to do, okay? You can't allow him to win this, okay? He may have told you something so good that he got you thinking you can't do it anymore. But let me tell you something. You may not be able to do it by yourself, but with God, anything is possible. God hears you and he loves you. You can't give up now. It's time for you to get your power back because God is about to use you for something big. Don't let the devil pull you away from the kingdom. He doesn't want you to be blessed because he is petty and he is jealous that you have a God that looks out for you. So allow God to use your bad to work for your good. Pain used in the wrong way is destruction, but pain used in the right way is construction. Greater things are coming. You just have to have faith and trust in the Lord. So let's go back to that question. God, where are you? The answer is, I am right here with you in the good times and in the bad times. Ooh, y'all, I just went in. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Today's topic was a touchy topic, but it's a well-needed topic that we needed to discuss. Okay, so I hope that you guys took something away from this episode. Uh, Make sure you drop a comment or review. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when I upload new material. Also, make sure you follow my inspirational blog on Instagram at Her Devotion. And there's a link in the bio to order my Steps of Faith journal. You can also email me if you would like a personal copy with my autograph. So, make sure you get on it. And also, make sure you use this message to go harder than before. Understand that dark times may come, but don't allow yourselves to wallow in them. 